0: For some football talk. This is from Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard and the coach Al Gross. We'll tackle the personal and unheard stories of the players, coaches, and fans, and we'll score with the stories and headlines from this week in college and pro football. Now, here's the coach Al Gross with Derek Kennard.
1: Welcome back to the show. Man, what a weekend of football. We had one heck of a roundup of football this week. Uh, Coach Al, man, I know you're back in California enjoying the family and festivities of the holidays. Give me your take on what you think took place this past weekend. I mean, just give me a good headlines of what's I mean, this was a one heck of a weekend of football, man. We got a, we got lots of uh, scores and highlights to go through, but man, give me your overview of how this weekend went for you.
2: Well, Guy. first, let me say Happy New Year to all the listeners out there and the U two DK. And 2011 is shaping up. I'm in a great mood today because the news came from Cleveland, Ohio, that they fired Eric Mangini, and I'm just ecstatic. The people of Cleveland have had enough to deal with with the LeBron thing leaving. It looks like Holmgren's making the right moves. So let's see who he hires as head coach. We got the playoffs solidified with all the teams in. Uh, we got a 7-9 and nine Seattle hosting a playoff. I don't understand how, how we got there, but we're there. And just a lot of other things going on with a lot of good football, D.K.,
1: well hey, let's just uh let's just get right on into it, man. We uh we have some um, some scores and highlights from this past weekend's game. I'd like to give you our views on them from uh from under the helmet with uh Derek Kennard and Coach Al Gross. Coach uh we had the Panthers uh play the Falcons and uh, it was a 14, oh, I mean, a 31-10 to 10 win uh, uh, with the Falcons defeating Carolina. I don't have much to say about this game other than, you know, Carolina's two, they were, what is it, two and 14 this year. They, you know, they were, They didn't pose much of a threat to the Falcons uh, leading their NFC South.
2: Yeah, I think what they're doing, now, I, I don't think anybody was mad in Carolina. They shouldn't be because you just entered into the, Number one position for the uh, Cam Newton and Mr. Luck sweepstakes. we got two potential f- uh, franchise quarterbacks, and we see in the NFL what happens if you don't have a quarterback. Some coaches have gotten fired, and if you have a quarterback such as a Peyton Manning, a Tom Brady, or somebody like that, your fortunes can change, so. Uh, Carolina Absolutely. losing that game in Atlanta. You got to go through Atlanta and the NFC uh, to get to the Super Bowl. If they win out, if they win this week, you got to go through Atlanta.
1: Man, you drinking a whole lot of that Kool-Aid up in Atlanta, aren't you?
2: Well, you know, they, they you got to give credit where credit's due. They did play in, the, in one of the toughest uh, conferences, it turns out, because Tampa Bay, who took third in that division, could have it should have been in the playoffs. Uh, They would have made a much much better playoff field of of teams had they uh, made it. And uh, the Rams, I mean the Seahawks, end up in the in the uh, playoffs. So uh, I got to give a lot of credit to the Atlanta Falcons for for holding down a good New Orleans and 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 Tampa Bay Buccaneer team.
1: Well, moving on to the Steelers, uh, playing the Browns. Your Browns, uh, you know, this, uh, game end up, ended up costing, I don't, I don't particularly think it's the, this, uh, one game cost, uh, Mangini his job, but, uh, you know, it just solidified him losing his job. Uh, Steelers beat the, the Steelers, um, you know, just uh, just a sound beatdown of them, 41-9. Uh, to nine. <laughs> Come yeah. on, man. You, you know, and, and that, uh, that just uh, looked like a defeated team yesterday.
2: Yeah, and, you know, the thing that he was hold, held, holding his hat on to stay in Cleveland was that the team played and they were competitive. They were talking about how they beat New England and New Orleans in consecutive weeks. But then it seems like after that, he went conservative, trying to hold his job instead of win his job, and uh, we saw where the team has uh, lost games that they should have won, and then yeah. uh, they've been blown out late. So that's 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 what happens in the NFL. So a business. Yes, sir. Uh, you lose your job if you don't win,
1: right? Well, you know you got uh, Minnesota. I mean, uh, the Minnesota Vikings uh, they lost against the Lions, and uh, was that an upset that the Lions beat the Vikings?
2: You know, not really because uh if you look at the the Minnesota Vikings situation with Brett Farr being hurt and them being down to their third or fourth quarterback, uh I and, and I think they're another team that uh they're looking to get a quarterback and a franchise quarterback, so not winning that game didn't do too much for for the ownership. Uh Leslie Fraser did retain the uh job for next yes, year. Did. So, yes he did. So uh you know they they're looking to to fill some pieces to go at Adrian Peterson maybe they can get a big time receiver in there to go at a good quarterback and then Minnesota will be in my opinion another super bowl team caliber team uh with the right uh white chemistry in the locker room
1: okay moving on to the raiders and chiefs you know the raiders just put a beat down on the chiefs i think the uh chiefs just went ahead and uh well, did they lay down for the for the Raiders, or did the Raiders just go ahead and just bust them right in the mouth? What do you What do you think
2: about that? Coach? Well, I think the Raiders are uh, playing. We see the Raiders now playing with for respect, and the, and the players have some pride. I think we got a lot more chemistry going in that locker room. You can't you can't uh, uh, take for granted the leadership here late in the season. Uh, they had a shot. We haven't seen the Raiders in the playoff hunt this late in the season for a while and then we got Kansas City who could have been kind of, you know, taking a a nonchalant view to it, but you don't want to go into the playoffs stinking it up like they did. I think this is another division like the NFC West where teams are getting in by default. They're really not one of the top teams in my opinion, but this is the rules that we have and they have a shot. If they get hot, they can possibly do it, but I don't think so.
1: Well, you know how they say in the NFL, you got to be in it to win it, big fellow. They're in.
2: That's right. They got a lottery ticket. Uh, <laughs> it might be one. <laughs> it might be a long shot. They got to get a Powerball number to win the Super Bowl. But uh, I give their their coach and uh, the two coordinators they picked up, Cornell and uh, and Charlie Weiss, who's uh, who's by the way is leaving to go to Florida to become the offensive coordinator there. I think that has a lot to do with it because they're. They're another one of New England copycats organizations who have come off of the Bill Parcells, uh, Eric, Mangini, Eric Mangini, and, and uh, Bill Belichick's uh, family tree, so uh-huh. to speak, and uh, they're, they're doing a pretty good job there, but they're not a playoff uh, Super Bowl okay. team.
1: Okay, coach. Well, let's move on. I would like to move on to this uh, Dolphins Patriots game. Uh, the, the Patriots beat the Dolphins thirty-eight to seven. That was a sound beat down. And uh, the Dolphins, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not sure if the Dolphins going to keep their coach. And um, I think he's uh, his, his job is in jeopardy. But uh, Brady and, and, and Incorporated just went down to uh, just be put a beat down on this on this uh, defeated Dolphins team.
2: Yeah, that's another example of quarterback situation. Uh, they they need a quarterback desperately. Uh, they lost Chad Pennington, then they went to the younger guy. He played pretty good, but they had an injury with him, and they're down to their third quarterback. And you know, you can only keep your t- defense on the field so long without moving the ball against a team like New England. You're gonna, you gonna I kind of saw that one coming with uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. out of firepower. You're not gonna beat New England,
1: right? All right, moving along to the Saints and Buccaneers and uh you know the Buccaneers had something to play for and they had to win to get in and uh but uh they needed some teams to lose such as uh, um they needed the uh, Dallas Cowboys to uh to lose and they needed uh uh, the giants to lose yeah, but they um, the
2: giants and the and the and the packers to lose to get in yeah they
1: they needed too much help to get in so you know they uh uh, you know, good job on the win, but, uh, the Saints, uh, they, they rested up a lot of their players. Uh, what do you believe in that, coach? Do you believe that you can rush, uh, just rest all your players and, and, uh, and, uh, and, and get them prepared for the playoffs? Or do you think you should go into the playoffs with a, a sense of urgency and uh, with momentum, and thinking that you—you know—the mindset of you're going in here, uh, keeping the ball moving and rolling, and and keeping everything just all your moving parts together and, and in sync. What do you think about that?
2: Coach? Well, I believe uh, you need to be playing well going in, but if you have your key star players, your star players. Such as Tom Brady coming out of the game, I believe you'd do that, but I think the rest of your team, if you don't have a franchise type player, I believe they need to play and you need to go into the playoffs on with momentum and case in point is when the Giants beat the Patriots for the Super Bowl, they caught fire right about now and carried it through and we've had a numerous amount of uh, wild there's been a few wild card teams who've who have not really played very well, but then they, they get into that right. 16 and 17 and catch fire and all it is is three two three games and you're you're at the big dance.
1: there, good buddy. Hey, we want to just finish off with the Bills and uh, the Jets. Uh, The Jets beat uh, the Bills pretty sound. And then the Ravens, of course, uh, gave that really good competitive game against the Bengals with 13-7 win. Hey, we are going to uh, keep things intact and ask for you to come right back. After these messages, we are going to take a a pause for the cause and come on back and we're going to get into some more football talk and look at the playoff roundups right after these messages.
3: your internet flagship station for sports voice mark is sports
0: are you ready for an old school in your face discussion of professional college and high school football in for talk on a variety of football related topics on the program from under the helmet with your hosts derek ennard and the coach al gross you will hear the week's headlines and straight talk from the hosts and their weekly guests that are personal and provocative from under the helmet is broadcast every monday at 5 p.m pacific 8 p.m eastern on the voice america sports channel
4: It's more than a sports show. Tune in every Friday for End of the Bench with Tony Bowie. Tony knows and does it all. Whether it's sports, business, or politics, the discussion all comes to focus in one place. You'll hear from the personalities as well as the everyday people, each bringing their own perspective to the discussion. This is a weekly forum that you'll want to be a part of. End of the Bench with Tony Bowie airs live every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. That's 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel.
3: Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports.
0: You are listening to from under the helmet with Derek Kennard and the coach al gross we want to hear from you now call in with your comments questions or whatever to 1-888-346-9144 1-888-346-9144 or shoot us an email to dk7drey at yahoo.com now back to the show
1: Welcome back from Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard and Coach Al Gross. And I also like to welcome our callers to give us a call in to uh, 888-346-9144. And uh, please call in so we can uh, get you on the line and see what's on your mind. Coach Al Gross, we have the Chicago Bears and Green Bay matchup yesterday. Uh, you know, that turned out to be one hell of a ball game. That was a defensive stance out there. And then, uh, towards the end of the third and fourth quarters, uh, the Bears just, uh, start ch- interchanging all their backup players and, uh, uh allowing the Packers to, uh, take on this ten to three victory. Um, what are your thoughts on? Um, you know, there we go again. Uh, you know, we have this. We have this playoff picture taking shape, and uh, I'd like to get your thoughts on that, Coach.
2: Well, I want to give the Packers a lot of credit uh, for turning it on here down the stretch, and they're a very scary team moving forward with Aaron Rodgers back in the lineup. They withstood him being out and played New England really tough a couple weeks ago. Uh, and the Bears, on the on the other hand, you know they're already in the playoffs. They they couldn't afford to have certain people get hurt. I see. But, uh, that's why what makes the NFL such a, a great entity and the number one sport in the world is because you cannot, you couldn't have told me that that game was going to turn out to be a ten six score after what we saw both of those teams do last week. Uh, and uh, it's just going to be make for an exciting playoffs coming up with both of those teams being in.
0: Playoffs?
2: Playoffs? <laughs> <laughs>
5: talk
1: hey. <about> playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> hey, talk about playoffs, man. We got a caller in from Phoenix, Arizona. His name is Mr. Paul Watkins. Can we uh, chime Paul in? Hello, Paul.
5: How you doing, Mr. Kennard?
1: All right, Paul Watkins. How you doing, sir? What's going on down in Phoenix?
5: You know, just another great day in paradise. Happy New Year, Paul. Happy New Year to you, too, sir. Yes, sir.
1: Hey, Coach uh, Coach Al, we got uh, Paul Watkins here on the line, and I'd like to see what's on his mind with this uh, playoff picture taking shape with the Chicago Bears having a bye, and you got the – the Green Bay Packers, uh, with, their, with their matchup uh, with the Philadelphia Eagles, that's going to be one hell of a matchup uh, going into Sunday. Uh, Paul, what are your thoughts on this, uh, this weekend's matchup uh, between the Green Bay Packers and Philadelphia Eagles? You think, you think Michael Vick is just going to show up and just, uh, just snob knock the heck out of the, the Green Bay Packers? Well, I,
5: I think if he's healthy – then I, I like their chances to win the game. If he does not play, I don't think Philadelphia gonna that will be able to pull it off. But I think he'll probably play. They're just gonna have to protect him a little better, give him some time to throw the ball, make some things happen, and get that offense going. Because uh, I think if they do that, I think they can pull it out.
1: Well, Coach Gross, I got you know I I, I really think that this uh, this kid from Green Bay, the quarterback Rogers, is uh, he's got so many weapons. Uh, with uh Donald Driver and another Donald Kid he has on the other side and then um, man they have uh, have a a decent simulated uh running game out there as well so what do you think about the green bay's chances of of uh sticking it to the Philadelphia Eagles what do you, what do you I think I think
2: they have an excellent opportunity to beat the Philadelphia Eagles and I'm going to pick them because when you get into the playoffs you look at the matchups and they are the number. One, they had the number one team. They were one of the top teams in sacks with Clay Matthews Jr. and a lot of the other guys they have. And then they have the secondary that could match up with some of those receivers that Philly has. So when we look at when Michael Vick has been <laughs> shut down, is when is when you blitz him and you can keep him in the pocket, and they have a lot of speed on defense. And then on the other side of the ball, uh, Philly, uh, you know, if if Aaron Rodgers gets it going. And they don't turn the ball. Who's really going to come down in turnovers? But if they don't turn the ball over, I like Green Bay.
1: Wow. Well, you know we have the Indianapolis Colts uh, beat Tennessee this past weekend, and uh, the Colts is going to go into this weekend playing the Jets. <clears throat> do the Jets even have a chance in this game? What <laughs> What do you think?
2: Well, I like the, I like the uh, I, I like the, the the Jets. I don't. I'm not drinking the. The Indianapolis Peyton Manning Kool Aid. I think over the last few years uh, they've lost too much uh, on on both sides of the ball. We got a lot of fill-ins, and we got Austin Collie, his uh, top receiver, uh, out for the playoffs a couple weeks ago. And I think that uh, I just think that they're gonna the Jets are gonna find some kind of way to put pressure, and they they match up well in the secondary, and if they can run the ball. Which has been Indianapolis is Achilles Hill, I think they're going to, they're gonna squeeze out a close one man,
1: you drinking any of that kool aid Paul Watkins yeah. No, you
5: I'm, I'm <laughs> No, I'm going with the home dogs on this one okay I, I just think I think uh, two head coaches on one team will be one and i, I think uh, I think manning has enough enough uh, although he doesn't have all his regular guys yeah. he's got enough artillery right now that I think he'll uh, pull it off against the jets.
1: Wow. Yeah. He does have a lot of truck drivers out there. They just, they just pulled off the streets uh, and got those guys out there playing some, some really good sound football, though. You know, it's, I believe, I truly believe it's a system that they have in place there that's really accelerating them into uh, the playoffs here. All right. We got the Baltimore Ravens is, uh, is playing Kansas City. You know, Kansas City just is not, uh, it has, hasn't played well, uh, in these past few weeks uh, going down the stretch what do you think about their chances this week uh, against the Baltimore Ravens I mean a, a physical Baltimore Ravens team
2: well they better get a whole lot of turnovers from Joe Flacco uh, because uh, it, to me it's more like the JV playing as the varsity uh, uh, I think that uh, the physical play uh, of the Baltimore Ravens and uh, you know if they can get to Matt Castle and, and him start throwing interceptions. I think uh, Ray Rice and the balanced attack of the Ravens are going to do a job on Kansas City.
1: I believe that Kansas City's all, uh, best defense is their offense. If they can put up some points on the board uh, with their offense, uh, that, that will keep – that will keep the the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, they do they don't have much firepower on that offensive side of the ball. So um, Kansas City's best defense is their offense. What do you think about that, Paul? You you think Baltimore Ravens just going to uh, knock the snot out of these uh, <laughs> Kansas City Cheese. What do you think?
5: I think that uh, if Baltimore comes out and just as a conservative offense, just a ball control, runs the ball until they can start throwing it to cut down on Flacco's. Weaknesses are throwing too many interceptions, and all they have to do is score 14 points in that game, and the game is theirs. Wow. No turnovers, and they'll win that game hands down.
1: Wow wow, you know Ed, you know this makes for an exciting weekend of football, and uh man i i can't wait I can't wait to uh to see this uh Green Bay and Philadelphia game and of course this the saints and Seahawks that's gonna be a that's gonna be a decent matchup but boy this is makes for an exciting weekend of football man i I'm just- uh, I'm so excited i called I called a called Paul and said, hey man I'm going to come by and see you this weekend and watch." <laughs> Your ball game with you.
5: Well, I'm looking forward to it.
1: Right on, man. Thanks for calling, man. I appreciate you. All
5: right, take Thanks care. Thanks for calling, Paul. All right, take care.
2: Yeah. Alrighty. Okay. One thing I want to talk about. What's that? Uh, we got. I'm still a little fed up with a seven and nine team getting in the playoffs. And then, uh, not only that, they get in the playoffs, but they host a game with a team that's won eleven games. How do? Do we need a fix or do we need to let that team who won the division make the playoffs but have to go on the road or, or is the system okay and we just leave it like it is?
1: I, I don't think that a team that's 7-9 and nine should be hosting a, a, a playoff game. I think they should uh, do a fix-up with this with an asterisk on it. If a do, if, a, <laughs> if a team has a losing record, they should not be allowed to – to uh, host... I don't care if you did win the division, but uh, you should not be allowed to host a playoff game. Uh, so there should be an asterisk. They should make some uh, a, a notation on this and, and try to fix this because it's uh, it's just it's just not right. And not only that, we you, you got some ten and you got some ten and six teams that uh, that are sitting at home and didn't uh, didn't make the playoffs, but,
2: like Tampa Bay, uh, yeah. been playing well lately, and then you got. Uh, the Giants, the Giants, and then you got you got uh, a team like Seattle who's who's been tanking here, uh, went, losing five in a row, and then they win the last game against Saint, a young St. Louis, an improving St. Louis team, and they get in the playoffs. So. I g you know I, I think Pete Carroll's one of the luckiest guys <laughs> he, he leaves c under a bunch of a bunch Scrutiny. of controversy. yeah, yes
1: he did he, he goes
2: up to Seattle and uh, and with seven and nine, you know what, I need to follow that guy around if he's in Vegas and bet on everything he bets on, hey
1: man, you sound he's like you you're trying man. to get all his crumbs that he's leaving off the table, big fella, <laughs> <laughs> he's
2: like a cat man he got. Like,
1: you got Not nine upside
2: lives. Upside down, he's gonna land on his feet.
1: But you know what, man you you're leading right into what uh, what I want to discuss after the break, and that's uh, uh, that's about this BCS bowl game stuff that's going on with uh, Oregon and Auburn. You know, uh, Oregon just uh, just got in town last night, I believe. Auburn's due in town to, uh, to sometime this evening, and uh, you know, I also want to talk about the uh, this Aaron Pryor and. Uh, and, uh, those four players that got in trouble for over the week, uh, the, over this past, well, these past couple of years of turning in those bowl game uh, rings, uh, for tattoos. I mean, some of these, uh, for me, this, those things are priceless. You can never get something like that back. But, you know, I want to come back after these messages and talk about some of these issues, um, that you just led me into from talking about, Coach Carroll here he's got nine lives he just he, he just he just stays right in the limelight don't
2: he he might have 10 lives D.K. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well listen we want to come right back after these messages to take a pause for the cause and uh, you know and come right back to this lovely lovely thing of the BCS college football come back now.
3: Your internet flagship station for sports,
0: Voice America Sports. Are you ready for an old school in your face discussion of professional college and high school football? Tune in for talk on a variety of football related topics on the program From Under the Helmet with your hosts, Derek Gennard and the coach, Al Gross. You will hear the week's headlines and straight talk from the hosts and their weekly guests that are personal and provocative. From Under the Helmet is broadcast every Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel.
4: Don't miss the show that gives you exclusive access to your favorite pro athletes off the field and in our communities. Join host Nick Murphy for Heroes Radio. Hear it directly from the source as we take you behind the scenes with your favorite stars. It's sports, community, entertainment, and fun. And it's all part of Heroes Radio. Tune in Friday afternoons at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific, only on the Voice America Sports Channel.
0: are listening to from under the helmet with Derek Kennard and the coach al gross we want to hear from you now call in with your comments questions or whatever to 1-888-346-9144 1-888-346-9144, 1-888-346-9144. or shoot us an email to dk7drey at yahoo.com now back to the show
1: Welcome back from Under the Helmet with Derek Kinnard and, and Coach Al Groves. Hey, we have, we are going to get into the collegiate part of the, our, our program and talk about some of these bowl games, uh, Coach Al. And we got the Rose Bowl that took place over the weekend with Wisconsin and TCU. And uh, we know the outcome came with TCU. Just, uh, man, they surprised them and got got that win, big fella.
2: Well, I want to just say uh, congratulations to the little guy because, you know, I went to Franklin High School and I was on the, that little guy squad against you guys when you guys were the powerhouse. <laughs> we never won, but uh, it, just, it just goes to show that uh, if you recruit well and you run a first-class program, you can beat a, a good Big Ten teams. And then we see the Big Ten once again uh, getting beat with speed and coaching, as as opposed to trying to bull over people with uh, the running game and these bowl games. And uh, I like to give TCU a lot of credit, and the teams like Boise State and some of these other programs. uh, It's good to see that.
1: Yes, sir. And then we had the uh, UConn, uh, played Oklahoma, and Oklahoma just gave it to, uh, UConn, Brian. Right? Down here in Phoenix at this Tostitos boat in Glendale, Arizona, you know, Oklahoma just gave it to the Yukons, man. I didn't, I don't, I don't think they stood a chance with all that talent they had on the field with Oklahoma. Coach, uh, what are what are your thoughts about this game?
2: Well, it's, it, it, looks like the, it looked like the Rams were in the, getting into the playoffs. They are another team. <laughs> in a program they won the Big East conference championship so they got the automatic invite to the Big BCS game and since uh uh the Fiesta Bowl was on the short end of the stick of having the last selection of who came out here uh after the uh after the Orange Bowl gobbled up Stanford and the Rose Bowl gobbled up TCU as a big draw they were left with just uh with the uh, the last choice, and that was uh by default, they took in connecticut uh they I've never known Connecticut to have a good football program. they're known for basketball, but I give them credit they did win the big East, but they just weren't a, they weren't even ranked in there in the b c s bowl game
1: Wow, you know uh, we have a, a game that's coming up here. Um, I believe it starts uh, starts tonight. Uh, the Stanford's is playing uh, Virginia Tech, and
2: uh, in a minute here, uh,
1: yeah, I believe uh, thirty kickoff. They were already kicked off, and uh, Virginia, Virginia Tech is up. Uh, uh, oh, no, they haven't kicked off yet. Okay. Well, hey, you know, we got, we're going to have this, uh, this game is going to be coming on. And what do you, who do you take on this game tonight with Virginia Tech against a, a very talented Stanford team?
2: I like Stanford and uh, Mr. Luck and Jim Harbaugh, who's come into a program. DK, I, you know, you're, you're with me out here in Phoenix on the West Coast. Who Stanford really hasn't been a strong football program over the years because of their high academics, but he's gone out and recruited well in the state, and he's he's instilled a toughness in that in that school and that in that uh, whole organization. And I don't I don't look for him to be there after this season because he's a high commodity both in college and in NFL. They're talking about him taking over the Michigan job since he played at Michigan, and they're also looking at him. A lot of the pro teams are looking at him. I think he'd be a good fit right there in San Francisco with the 49ers.
1: Yes, uh, that's been the buzz all day today. They've been talking about, uh, Harbaugh getting this position with the, uh, San Francisco 49ers. And, uh, man, they're starting to breathe some life into this thing. And I think, uh, this may be, uh, uh may come to light, uh, if, uh, Stanford don't, uh, put some more money on the table for to keep him. Cause, boy, he sure changed the culture of that, uh, football program right there. And, uh, that's brung a lot of, Financial income towards that university by him being in his bowl game this year and last year.
2: Yeah, and you know they they played Oregon in a you know fairly early in the season. It was a good ball game. I watched that game and it had that had the tables turned and they won that game. We might be seeing a, a, a good, well coached Stafford team in that championship game.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you know, that, uh, that takes us right into this, uh, Ohio State and Arkansas is going to be coming up tomorrow night. And, uh, you know, the little controversy that occurred with Ohio State, uh, last week with, with it being brought to light with the media. And, you know, now you and I are part of the media now that we're doing this, uh, from under the helmet with, uh, Voice America. You have,
2: Man, I don't know if I, I, don't know if I want to accept that being part of the media, man.
1: Well, hey, <laughs> you, you, you like it or not, man, you better get him out of a bunch because this, a, it's a wrap. <laughs> <laughs> you have, uh, Pryor was involved in a situation where they, um, himself and his other teammates, uh, got involved with, uh, uh a tattoo artist and, and, and gave up some, uh, memorabilia such as some, uh, uh championship rings, uh, bowl rings, uh, for tattoos. And, you know, um, for myself, I can't, you can't put a price tag on some of these items that these guys gave up for a tattoo. Uh, is this some, some, uh, really, really uh, immature things that's going on here that, uh, and should these guys be playing in this bowl game? I know they suspend them for what, what is it, four or five games over for next season's, uh, uh, in, in 2011, now they've been suspended for 2011, and all the kids that were suspended for this upcoming season, they may, they may not even be around to to even be suspended because they're they're, they're uh, approaching their junior year and uh, could go into the NFL. What are your thoughts on that, Mister Coach Al Gross?
2: Well, here's an, here's a prime example of television. Uh, turning the NCAA into uh, I, let, let's just call it what it is, and turning them into pro, into prostitutes in the sense that uh, for as long as I've been knowing, you, the the excuse that I did not know the rules is not a defense in court, and it's not a has never been a defense in the NCAA. But now we got a bowl game that's coming up with a lot of advertising, a lot of TV. Money and if we suspend these players, we know we got a a outcome that is going to be a a landslide for Arkansas. But if we keep these guys playing, then we've got people that are going to watch the game. So normally the protocol has always been: you suspend the kids right away. And I believe this happened a couple years ago, or when this happened, it wasn't just this year; it was a while back. Right. But we have these guys playing in this game, and then they're suspended for the first part of the year. I think that uh, it sends a bad message, and it's one of the reasons why we don't have a playoff is because the money's gotten so big in these bowl games, yes, sir. and uh, it's based on TV. They used to be all on one day, now they're spaced out during the week, and the NCAA is is greed-driven, and they've, they've let their integrity go to the media. And the t v guys not the media i 'm part of the media, so i can 't say the media, but the big time t v
1: right right well you know i I, <clears throat> I tell you what man it's uh it, it is making prostitutes out of these young men out there, because uh, I tell you right now i i'm i for one would love to i want to see Aaron Pryor play against Arkansas and he's going to make a big uh, a difference maker for this ball game uh He is going to be a difference maker and, well would you
2: uh, watch this game if you knew he wasn't playing along with the other four starters
1: that's a negative that's a negative. I would not be uh watching this ball game if I knew he wasn't playing and uh yeah it would it uh, it would affect the viewers on this uh, uh,
2: uh I got a proposition for you, D.K. What you got? You walk around with that doggone Super Bowl ring on, and, you know, the Denver Broncos kept me from getting those Super Bowl rings. I got a guy that can tattoo a battleship on your chest. If you can just uh, swap that ring out for a tattoo of a battleship on your chest, what do you think about that?
1: Well, big fella, you know, I,
2: I <laughs> There's no NCAA. You ain't got to worry about that. You don't got no eligibility left.
1: Well, you know, I I don't think I would go for it. I don't you know what? I, I don't even have a tattoo on my body right now, big fella. I don't I, I don't do the tattoo thing, man. So that 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 doesn't entice me at all. So that's uh that's not of interest to me. Uh a tattoo, uh but you know, you uh, you, you get something else out there. We might have to talk about it. But
2: i uh, it,
1: But it's hard. It's hard. It, you know, every you say everybody got a price tag, but I don't. You know, I, I, it would be <laughs> very hard for me to separate my Super Bowl <laughs> ring for for a tattoo, brother, and, and, or anything else. It's it's priceless. It's yeah, priceless, you know, brother.
2: And, you, and you, when you think about all the hard work and the, and the sacrifice that goes into winning any kind of championship in sports. Uh, I, I don't get it either, DK. So uh you know that's 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 where we're at with the the new the new kids and the new players that are out there uh you know tattoos over over tattoos and image over something that's going to be around for a lifetime.
1: Yeah, what about this uh the the straight lace uh, the coach truss that uh you know, he has strict rules strict regulations. You think he should have uh uh suspended these players for this bowl game. Um you know, he could have done some things internally um uh uh, uh outside of the NCAA and 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 just said, "Hey, you know what? Uh you know i have strict rules strict regulations i and i'm a straight-laced guy and uh you know he's a straight shooter and like things done properly and you know and uh uh <clears throat> why is this man bending now
2: well if your boss tells you to bend you're going to bend say how far do i bend over and i think it's a case of uh his the president of in the organization ohio state uh, broker in this deal with the NCAA in the first place, I believe it was a broker deal along with television to let these kids play and Jim Trestle is an employee first, and he doesn 't make call the shots when the a d and the, and the president agreed to do something he 's almost uh uh you know bound to, as an employee to do that and then there's a the thing called bowl game bonuses for the coaching staff and the head coach. <laughs> D.K., you look at his contract and some of these coaches that have been around a long time making a lot of money for these universities. A winning team gets a certain check. The losing team gets a certain check. Uh, and Coach Trestle is is due a bonus when he wins this
1: game. You're right. You're right. Well, you know, um, we we have we're going to go back to uh, take a break here in just a moment, and but I'd like to come back to that and talk to you a little little bit more about that. And also, I got some questions to ask you about being uh, called sweet cheeks or honey buns. Uh, uh, should you be sued or or should you be fined for <laughs> calling uh, somebody in the media that? in the locker room, uh, sweet cheeks or honey buns. Uh, what are you uh, talking
2: about lady reporters? Coming yeah,
1: in yeah. Lady reporter guy came into the locker room and now she's she's charging uh, charging a, a player for uh, for sexual harassment for calling her sweet cheeks and honey buns and man, I want to get your thoughts on that when we come back. But after these messages. From Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard and Coach Al Gross. Call in at 888-346-9144. Out the door.
0: Are you ready for an old school in your face discussion of professional college and high school football? Tune in for talk on a variety of football-related topics on the program From Under the Helmet with your hosts, Derek Ennard and the coach, Al Gross. You will hear the week's headlines and straight talk from the hosts and their weekly guests that are personal and provocative. From Under the Helmet is broadcast every Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel.
3: Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports.
0: are Listening to From Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard and the Coach Al Gross. We want to hear from you now. Call in with your comments, questions, or whatever to 1 888 346 9144. 1 888 346 9144. Or shoot us an email to DK7TREY at Yahoo.com. Now back to the show.
1: Welcome back from Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard and Coach Al Gross. Coach Al Gross, when we went to break, I was asking you about uh, me, uh, a media person asking you in the locker room some questions, and you replying back, uh, yeah, everything's okay, this is that, this is that. We're glad to be in the playoffs, but uh, let me get back to you, sweet cheeks. You got a problem with that? Well. <laughs> <laughs> Honey buns, coming sticky to you. buns. I'm
2: under the helmet. <laughs> Uh, you know we we should we should be respectful, but uh, you know it is a situation where you have sixty fifty fifty something guys in there who, after a game shower, shower mm-hmm. and then you got a female coming in. Uh, there's always going to be some of that. Now, when when you're warned and you and you've been coached up. In the workplace, and that is a workplace, you got to restrain yourself from from doing, you know, from saying things like that. Now, whether the guy was doing it in a uh, well, uh, let me back up. He had to been doing it in a way that uh, in a in a in an unprofessional way. So, uh, the only way you're going to really stop it is you're going to have to hit them in their pockets and start suspending guys for doing that. But I don't think it's appropriate. Okay. But they should also uh, bear in mind: don't be wearing uh, floozy clothes in the locker room because you're going to invite that
1: floozy. I, I I got your words on the floozy, man. You, you skimpy clothes. Uh, uh, I'm trying to give somebody yeah, you out there, the our viewers, room. a visualization of what you're talking about. Is well, a,
5: have you
2: seen the Beyonce? Seductive. Commercial?
1: Okay, I've if seen. If he goes
2: that. in there dressed like that, then you're going to get. You're probably going to get some of that. But uh, you know. Right. There's a lot of report you know, but in fairness, there's a lot of reporters, female reporters, and we see them on ESPN and different uh, news newscasts uh, and reporting sports, and they don't seem to have that problem, but, uh, you know, it's part of society. Yeah. When it happens, you've got to crack down on it to prevent it from getting out of control.
1: Yeah, Brett Favre has some uh, problems with that, and uh, I, I think there's some more charges that are being brought up on him with uh, with the young lady in, back in uh, New York that he had an issue with uh, in the media.
2: I want to touch on that, DK, because we didn't touch on the fact that Brett Favre got fined by the NFL for not cooperating with the investigation. Now, I'm thinking his attorney, Buzz Peterson, or Pete Peterson or Buzz Lightyear or whatever his name is, he's probably advising but uh, Brett Favre since he hopefully, my God, after the hit he took in Chicago that he won't be coming back with that last concussion. But if he doesn't cooperate, you can't suspend him for his last two or three games. So right, uh, I will bet my last dollar that, that they're going to come down with some kind of a suspension for Brett Favre. And that hopefully, that with the injuries will seal the deal, and we'll see him in the in the as part of the media like we are next year <laughs> Get out there playing. That is he going to come to training camp or is he going to sit out? And uh, but I, I I'm 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 going to say for his health and safety, yeah. When Brad Childress is gone. I don't think they'll be at his house this 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 summer.
1: Okay. Well, that answers my first question. I was going to ask you is Brett Favre coming back in uh in August after training camp is all done, and then you know I uh, you know what it, it it just never ends with Brett. You know the thing is he get that the, that that uh, that the tickle in his nose, his uh, wiggle and his jiggle, and then uh, here he comes back and he's he's back in the fold, and he just can't let it go. You know I. I and I'm the last one to talk. I I retired and came back twice, so I'm <laughs> <laughs> I'm like one of them old fighters, man. I, you couldn't tell me it was over. I I kept coming back, bro. So you know I'm the last one to talk. But I tell you what, man, the 20 years of this with uh, Brett, especially these past seven, he's been doing this, and man, is this is this really it?
2: Well, you know, like a, you know, like I said earlier. You know, let's take the football and the fame out of it, and let's talk about Brett Favre, the human being, and the father and the husband and the friend. You know, we look at Earl Campbell and some of these guys. There's numerous amounts of guys that, that don't have the big name, D.K., and sure, that's something that the Players Union has been fighting for is to get these guys taken care of because of their past injuries. And when the game's over and you're not moving around and exercising and doing some of the things that you used to do, and age kind of creeps in. I don't. I would hate to see Brett Favre being wheeled around in a wheelchair or on, you know, limping around uh, after being such a vibrant warrior out on the football field because he didn't uh, quit uh, yeah. soon enough. And right. uh, you know, we have you know some some athletes are out there suffering because yeah. they didn't know when to
1: hang it up. Yeah, it's hard for us to leave the game we love, big fella. Hey, what about this MVP, man? Who do you who are you who are you taking on this MVP? Uh is, is it is Vic your favorite right now or is it is it, it's Brady or are are you going to buy some of that uh, drink some of that Kool-Aid that's in Philadelphia uh along with Deshaun Jackson?
2: What are, No, no, I'm going with Tom Brady because uh you look at 14 and 2 uh, he's broke some more records this year. They cast off Randy Moss, and they don't miss a beat. Actually, I think they became a little bit more effective because they didn't have to worry about getting Randy the ball. And uh, Tom Brady, without very much of a running back, I mean, you got got uh, Danny Woodhead and a host of maybe five or six guys that have played in that backfield. It's not like there's a dominant running back behind him uh he is the most valuable player to his team next to peyton manning in the playoff left in the playoffs if you ask me so and michael vick kind of you know they kind of stumbled there down the last two or three games and he's he's been a little banged up so i gotta okay. give it to tom brady
1: all right how about uh the these you know on the let me go back to that i um i I'm taking Brady as well as the MVP uh, as well. So uh, you, you didn't get no fight out of me on that. I know you were looking for one, but uh, I didn't give you one, big fella. <laughs> <laughs>
2: You know, I ain't looking for no fight with you, man. Hey. Uh, you got me by around eighty pounds. So. Oh no, no. I'm, no, I'm in the wrong weight
1: class. So. <laughs> well, look, let's go on to the hot seat. Who's in the hot seat this week? You know, this is Black Monday in the NFL, where we got coaches that are fired, and some of them that are still in the hot seat, and when, and, and some of them are still waiting uh, on that on that dreaded call for the for the for that call to say that you are you're done.
2: Well, yeah, so far today, it was Black Monday for (laughs) Eric Mangini because the Steelers beat him, and he gets fired (laughs) the next day. But uh, we got uh, uh, a group of guys who uh, you got Jack Del Rio uh, down in Jacksonville. They're still not quite happy with him. Uh, There's talk of, of Jeff Fisher switching teams. Uh, you got the guy in Carolina. If he doesn't already, he already—I think he already got the axe. That's Fox, on yeah, M. John Fox, coach Fox, who's yes. Who's, by the way, in my opinion, a good football coach. But Heck of a coach. Just a wrong system, you know. he's just right. Sometimes it's good to move on and make a change. Uh, and then you got Marvin Lewis, who I believe got stuck with a bunch of clowns with To and uh, Ocho Cinco. I think he's ready to move on, and the Browns <laughs> didn't give him an extension, so he. He could be another guy that can turn up and do a good job in another place.
1: Yeah, that was the uh, Cincinnati Bengals with Lewis.
2: Okay. Uh, we don't know what Al Davis is going to do Oh, up there in Oakland. Uh, 49ers are obviously looking for another football coach. Uh, Houston retained Kubiak, but fired three assistants. Mm. So, uh, you know, there's, a, there's some uh, uh, Sperano down in Miami who's. Right. Um, uh, And primarily, a lot of these problems are due to quarterbacks.
1: Well, with us coming down to the conclusion of the show, man, what is going on with Hitman Sports here in Phoenix, Arizona? What are you doing with Hitman Sports?
2: Well, it's the busy, busy time for the seniors that I'm working with, and uh, we're trying to get them recruited, the guys who who are not the big-name guys. We're trying to get them some schools to go to so they can get their college education as student-athletes. And change their lives for the better. We're working really hard for that. And we're also doing a combine on February 12th for the underclassmen. Okay. It's also educational for them to make sure you got your books in order because okay. nobody takes you with, with no books.
1: <laughs> well, that concludes all our time. You hogged up all the advertisements.
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, come back next week and join us from Under the Helmets with Coach Al Gross and Derek Kennard. And see ya next week.
0: Thanks for joining us for From Under the Helmet, Derek Ginnard and the coach Al Gross. We'll be back next Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on The Voice America Sports Channel for another look at college and pro football from Under the Helmet.